When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Spectrum Internet has enough speed to handle all your needs. So you can work, game, and stream with speeds up to a gig. Plus, Spectrum's advanced Wi-Fi provides enhanced security for all your connected devices. Get Spectrum Internet with fast and reliable speeds, starting at just $29.99 a month with a two-year price guarantee. Visit spectrum.com slash internet for you for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Restrictions apply. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection, and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. This week on Jordan and Jake. Arizona is a place that I think most people go to retire and play golf. Um, Larry Fitzgerald doesn't look like he's anywhere near retiring. I was stronger than him when we were young. Now, there's no way I'm touching him right now because he crushed me. He's still a pro football player, and now I pick veggies and talk into a microphone. So, Here are your Panther Hall of Honor members, Jordan Gross and Jake DeLome. Well, here we are, week three of the regular season, Jake, and there's... Tons to talk about, but first of all, I feel like in these uh, episodes so far, I haven't asked this question, like, how are you doing, man? I feel like we've just gone straight to business, so how's the, how's the life of Jake DeLone these days? Listen, I, I, would, I, I think it's great. I'm happy. I'm healthy. I have a beautiful wife and two beautiful daughters, and they're rolling along in school, and listen, everything's good, I, I, you know? I couldn't be better. How about you? Let me kind of ask, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm I'm excited, man, to be back uh, a part of the team, you know, if I can even say that. But it's I'm really excited to go to Arizona this weekend. There's a ton of uh, stuff to talk about and storylines and all that. But more than anything, man, it's like feels like a family reunion. And I know that's probably how it's been feeling for you being around. So the the Panthers organization is quite special. And um, to get off the farm, which is where I spend almost all my time now, and come talking to a microphone with my buddies, man, I'm looking forward to it. But uh, making the trip out there to Arizona – Brings back some memories of some games and things like that. But uh, this will be my first time in the booth calling it. So um, just looking forward to okay. it, man. That, that's my question for you. Nerve. Yeah. Because, I listen, I am a professional. I Like, I have so much experience at doing this. Like, it's just yeah. second nature to me. Right. So, right. you yeah. know, I've got, I've got 200 games under my belt. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, two what uh what about you what are the what are the nerves like where, where 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 are we at i mean how much you know what are you thinking what's your whole mindset i mean are you gonna have 
wristbands on, mouthpiece ready yeah. to pull in? Are you that fired up? Yeah. I'm going to tape my wrists and fingers, every knuckle, like I did when I played. Um, no, I. you know what's been cool about doing it, Jake, is it's made me follow everything so much closer. You know what I mean? Like when I'm out at our, at our farm, if I'm doing work and I got time to myself, I'm listening to podcasts or listening to streams of uh, information, the news, you know, the press conferences and the coaches on both sides. And it's made me become even more in depth with the team. Um, I, you know, you know, what's cool about splitting time with me and you, I think Jake is that the listeners are going to get going to get completely different perspectives. You know, we're both offensive guys, obviously, but you look at the field so much so so differently than how I do. And it's going to be a challenge for me to like expand beyond the box, you know, like the O and D line play, maybe some linebackers. I just, I focus on that so much. And when I listen to you talk with the guys, you do a great job of talking about coverage or the quarterback's read. So I think what I can't do is try to be anybody else. I'm going to talk about what I see. And a lot of that's probably going to become, come down to, you know, linebacker, linebacker to running back area but more than anything just have fun man enjoy it right well that is called real football that is true down in the trenches so yeah. i think that's going to give a, a obviously a much different perspective but also a right. great perspective now i'm going to lead in real quick you're going to yeah. talk about the, the the trenches okay okay and i am i'm kind of i'm a big fan i've always always have been probably because I barely ever played against him of Terrell Suggs. Okay. Uh, being in the AFC and obviously in Baltimore, and we were in the NFC, you played once every four years. Right. So didn't have to lose sleep worrying about it. How many times have you ever played against him, and what was it like? Yeah, well, Terrell Suggs, I, you know, obviously outside linebacker, defensive end for the Cardinals now after 16 years, I believe, with the Ravens. Jake, we were the same draft class. That's what really? just blows my We trained together in Arizona b before the 2003 draft. And, I and he went to the Ravens, and it was 10th overall. And I honestly thought that – no, it wasn't 10th. It was maybe uh, 12th. It was, it was before the teens. But anyways, he and I were like all in that same draft area where we were kind of competing for higher spots, you know, even so we started competing before the draft. We were on some All-American teams together and everything, too. Um, I played against him, Jake, uh, at home with where the longest touchdown pass in Panther history took place. I believe Brian St. Pierre to uh who was the guy uh the, the receiver we threw like a 90 something yard pass from our own end zone that day um i also played against him in baltimore a couple times preseason and um another time you know his style hasn't changed much jake he's a big guy he's athletic I, he's opened up the regular season this year with a bunch of sacks two sacks in the first game at age 36 so what what makes him good i think is his experience i mean think about think about the players that he's played with ray lewis and ed reed and uh mccrary like old defensive linemen great linebackers great secondary great coaches you know he's won a super bowl so He's got a ton of experience, and and the funniest thing about him is that you hear people say it, and they were talking about it in the broadcast last week when I was listening to their game. 
that he loves playing football. And it's true. He's like one of these guys that giggles out there. You know, I remember one time he did like a swim move the inside and I blocked him down and he was laughing. He's like, nice job, gross. They're in the play, you know? <laughs> so he, he enjoys it, man. And then he's got that tempo, like great pass rushers have the ability to like, not lull you to sleep, but maybe not give you a hundred percent effort every pass rush. And then when it does come, then he's got a bit of an advantage because the tempo changes and you're not knowing what speed that rush is going to come at. And so that's what I saw on tape this year again. And it just blows my mind that guys can play in the NFL for 17 years at any position, let alone a physical position like that. You know, it's just, it's awesome. I'm, I'm looking forward to saying hello to him. I hope he has a terrible game. But uh, it's going to be fun to watch him do it because, I mean, there's not many of us left from the class of 03. I wouldn't think there's that many. Now, the question that, that I know is just it's everybody's dying to hear the answer. You said you guys trained together before the combine. Right. Well, uh, okay. I mean, who bench, bench press more, Jordan? I mean, that's, that is the true definition of a yeah. football player, you know? I Yeah, I, I bet I did. We'll have to look this up. You know what? I'm on my computer as we do this, so I'll look it up here later. Uh-huh. I did at the combine. I did 28 reps at uh, 225, and I bet I bet wow. I did more than him because he. You know, I was 20. A big age difference. I was 22 at the combine, and he was maybe 20. You know, he was like a three years in college kind of guy, and pure so you're, athlete. You're, yeah, you're a big strong was, guy. Is what you're saying? Well, you're a big strong muscle man. Yeah, I think. I was stronger than him when we were young. Now, there's no way I'm touching him right now because he'd crush me. He's still a pro football player, and now I pick veggies and talk into a microphone. So it's got to be uh, – I'll live in the old days. He can have the present, that's for sure. But speaking of old guys, Jake, you got to talk about Larry Fitzgerald because he was the year after me. He was 2004, and, like, he's got to be somebody that you want on your team still throwing the ball to. Talk about – you know, when you watch him, how he continues to get open, and then how great that is as a quarterback to have somebody like that on your team. Well, you know, Arizona is a place that I think most people go to retire and play golf. Um, Larry Fitzgerald doesn't look like he's anywhere near retiring. Just these two games this year, I want to say his 40-plus yard receptions already this year, he has like four in two games. And he didn't have any last year. Um, he just – he doesn't seem like he ages. He's a big, long-armed individual that people don't realize. We played in the Pro Bowl together in uh, February of 06. And I remember just marveling at him how big and how his catch radius was so – just so wide. And it's funny, Josh McCown, who spent some time with us in Carolina, he was in Arizona with Larry. And he said, when Kurt Warner went to Arizona on their glory years when they made the Super Bowl, he said Kurt was very used to rhythm and timing passes from St. Louis. You know, the greatest show on turf where everything was done, uh, rhythm and timing, get the ball out early, hitting guys in certain spots on the field. And Kurt had an issue, not an issue, he, he wasn't that smooth with Larry at the beginning. And Josh had to tell him, Kurt, you just got to throw it up to him. You just have to trust it. And Kurt said, I'm not used to that. He goes, I understand. You had all those speed guys in, our, in, uh, in St. Louis. This guy, you just if he's one-on-one, he's wide open. 
And it took Kurt very little time to realize, oh, yeah, he's open at all times. And it doesn't seem like this guy's slowing down. And it seems like there's a little little bit of re rejuvenation having Kyler Murray, who can kind of get out of any trouble known to man and is unbelievably accurate. But he doesn't look like he's slowing down at all. No, he doesn't. It's And his, his style, too. You know, I was talking about Suggs earlier, who I, I actually looked up while you were talking, and it said he did 19 reps at the Combine on the bench. So at one point in time, I was a superior athlete, but those days are gone. Uh, will, you, will, you bring that, will you bring that up to him in pregame? No, because that'll just make me sound like – like he, what does he care about that? He's still playing pro – it just makes me sound like an old has-been. So I just got to okay. talk about, you know, I'll let him, I'll let him talk about the current and we can reminisce if he feels like it. But Fitz, you, and you know, I think about Jake with Fitzgerald and the connection he's made with Murray already is what that says about his willingness to adapt because a rookie quarterback who's 15 years younger than you throw into a lot of receivers in the league that are that veteran, they're going to want that rookie to do what they want him to do you know what i mean you've dealt with a lot of receivers that's kind of how it goes and to right. have him be able to connect that fast says a lot about fitzgerald's ability to be a team guy and do what he needs to do but also kyle murray and cliff kingsbury getting all those guys on the same page correct but the one thing that i think helps murray in this he is running the same offense that he has been running since high school so he is the 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 rookie mentor, so to speak, to this whole offensive uh, scheme that they have because that's the offense he ran in high school and the same right. offense that he ran in college. So he's the one that, that – I don't know if we've ever seen that in the NFL. That's not something that you, you ever see, a rookie coming in and he doesn't have to learn the system because he already knows it. Yeah, but it takes a special – combination of factors like how many call it, how many NFL coaches are going to have their offense be one that a guy ran in high school and college because there's usually such a difference from a collegiate offense what's popular now to what's popular in the NFL right like you don't do this much college looking stuff in the NFL until now so Kyler Murray might be the beginning Jared Goff a little bit too with what they're doing in uh, LA but that was that's young enough to have done the spread offense in high school and college and then allowed the time to have a, a coach that runs that offense get a head job you know what I mean it might be like the, this is the very beginning of a transition that we might see continue to spread through the NFL well, I think that's going to be the case in some in instances. And listen, yeah, I know we're getting off pro football, but if you watch Oklahoma play at all and watch Jalen Hurts, uh, I'm not so sure how much longer my man in Oklahoma is going to keep his job. The NFL is going to – they're going to come calling because what he's done with Baker and Kyler and now Jalen Hurts, it's going to be interesting. But anyway, you gotta have the you gotta have the right kind of quarterback. I mean, there's no there's no on topic for us, so we can go anywhere you want. But but you gotta have the right kind of quarterback to be able to run that offense too, right? Like if you come into the league and your quarterback's Ben Roethlisberger and your new head coach is straight out of college running a spread, you're gonna have some problems, right? So it has to kind of come in when like a you can hire that kind of coach when you know you're gonna have a top pick to pick the quarterback that fits that system. Do you think? Well, absolutely, and that's obviously what we've come to in the NFL uh, because you would assume whoever might be have the uh, first overall pick, 
they're going to be a team that obviously was not good. So you're going to have a new coach unless right. it's the Miami Dolphins. And I'm not sure what they're doing down there. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it, it, they, I would assume we'll have the first pick next year. Uh, yeah, they might. They might. But with with Kyle Murray or Kyler Murray, and we're talking about you know how to how his offense is you know revolutionary as far as he's done it all the way through and all that since high school. How do you attack him? I mean, I don't know how much of the Ravens game you watched, but I love the Ravens played such tight coverage defensively. You know, bump and run, and they blitzed as the Ravens will do all the time. And it just seemed to me like with a young quarterback you're going to want to make him make decisions as quick as possible. And he doesn't seem to want to run and just immediately flee out of the pocket and run downfield. You know, he seems to want to go sit through his progressions. How would you attack Kyler Murray knowing that he's in his still only in his third start in the NFL? Well, I think you hit a great point. He doesn't look like he wants to run because he's that accurate of a thrower. I think that's something that we've witnessed so far. He is very accurate, and he has the, all the touch passes, and he can rifle one in. He's got the full repertoire of, of, uh, of passes in his arsenal. Now, how I would try to attack him is I want to keep him in the pocket. I want to contain him. He is not the tallest guy. We all know that. Keep him in the pocket and get our hands up so he's having to throw through lanes, and we can get some batted passes. I look for Brian Burns, someone with speed and the long arms that he has, you want some speed out on the field because, listen, it's going to be hard to contain him all game. He will break free. But Brian Burns, what I've seen in two weeks from a rookie to come in and his athletic ability and his long arms, that's something that, you know, could play a big factor in this game. But you want to keep him contained in the pocket as much as possible and make him try to see and throw through the wall of giants that are in front of him. No, exactly right. And how? What's it like, Jake, being a quarterback back there? And and you could talk about it better than anybody because you're not short, but you're not incredibly tall either. How is it for a quarterback that is shorter to see through those lanes, see over the big guys, and consequently also, do you think there might be a little bit of like the mush rush? I know we we talked about before with. I remember back when we played Michael Vick, the coaches would tell the D line like rush. If you don't have a first move beat, we want you to sit down and mirror because we didn't want Michael Vick to run out of the pocket. We want to try to bat the ball and contain him a little bit. I mean, that's something with a shorter quarterback we might be able to do. I hope so, and that's that's a great technique uh, to use. Now, I, and listen, I, I, saw, I know we only have two games, but I just think he's such a more of a – he's a better passer than Michael was. This guy is very accurate and can throw the football. So impressed with that. And when he gets out the pocket, and it's not get out to run, it's get out, and my eyes are down the field. And he can kind of maneuver his body, and I'm assuming a lot of it's from the coming from the baseball world also. He really can get his hips turned and his shoulders turned and get the ball out extremely fast on target and with touch and accuracy. No, it's, it's, it's neat to see. It's fun to watch. I'm excited to to see it firsthand and, and hopefully talk about the ways the Panthers are frustrating him in the pocket. Let's talk about our, our, our team, Jake, our quarterback situation, you know, Cam's banged up and hasn't practiced all week. And, you know, who knows what the official status will be uh, at the time we're recording this. We don't know, but let's just say it's Kyle Allen. Now, first off with Cam, if his foot's injured, talk, talk to me, tell, explain to me how that will affect a quarterback, you know, let alone your ability to run, just 
your base to be able to throw and deliver when you've got a banged up foot? Well, his foot is his left foot, so that's going to be his lead leg. Uh, I, knock on wood, I was so lucky. I never had a lead leg injury. I had a, multiple high ankles uh, my one year in Cleveland, and that was the, my right leg, so my push-off leg. So that was difficult getting in, generating any power. Now, with the lead leg, um, if you you, you want to point, get that toe going to that that target where you're throwing. You know, just go back to, like, throwing the football 101. Get your toe, your knee, your belly button going toward the target, and then the arm will follow. Well, if, he, if he's very tender on that foot and he's having trouble uh, planting that foot to transfer the weight from right to left, um, that could be an issue. The ball could, could sail on you. The ball could not be, be accurate. And, you know, we've seen a little bit of that in the first two games. Uh, he's had some people open, and and I've seen it firsthand, especially being in the box. He will miss the guy, and I, my eyes will go right to Cam, and I'll see him put his hand on his hips and kind of just look up, saying to himself, like, I can't believe I missed that. But that's probably due if, there, if there's something with the foot. That's, that's probably kind of making him do that. So if he's not available, then you have Kyle Allen. Now, does Norv call a different game than he has the first couple of weeks? Or were they protecting Cam? That's 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 another thing that Arizona has to think about. And the last time we saw Kyle play, last game of the season in New Orleans, I understand New Orleans, well, they didn't have anything to play for, but it's still NFL caliber players on that field. And this guy came in, and it didn't affect him in the least bit. He had a great mindset. The game did not seem like it was moving too fast for him. Made many fantastic throws. Um, and even when I went uh, to training camp, watched him against Buffalo, he just looked like he was in complete control and had a really good camp. So if he is the guy pulling the trigger, I'm going to be anxious to see what kind of confidence he plays with um, in Arizona and how he can get the ball to our playmakers. Well, the best thing I hear about him is when Greg Olson says it's like nothing shakes him. You know, like, I, you, you know, Jake, like the confidence from the quarterback in the huddle's huge. And when you get a guy in there, I remember one time we were we were going through a quarterback shuffle after you, I think it was after you were gone or the year you did your elbow. But uh, Tony Pike, rookie, came into a game. And, Jake, he's calling his first plays, and his voice is cracking like a pubescent teenager, right? Like, and I'm going, this is, like, no, I made him step back in the game. I made him step back and come back in and call the play correctly. And I was like, Tony, you can't do that to us, man. Like, you can't come in here scared, right? Because it just reverberates around everybody. And Kyle Allen seems to be the opposite of that from what the guys are saying. Well, it seems that way. And for the Saints game last year when he played, I actually stayed on the sidelines through, through the first half. And I just remember just kind of watching him and his demeanor when he came off the field and how he was acting and acting like he, was, he had been there for a while. And Khalil and I, Ryan and I talked middle of the second quarter, and I said, Ryan, this kid, this game's not too big for him. He said, Jake, he said, he's calling plays. He's getting us in and out of the huddle. He said, he's acting like he's done this 100 times. So that's, all, that's certainly a positive, and I'd like to see it carry over. Right. Okay. He's an Arizona guy as well, right? He was the number one recruit coming out of high school in Scottsdale, and now he's going back to Arizona to play. They don't have pro football in Idaho. I don't. I don't know if you know that or not, but there's no pro team, so I never had to deal with this as a player. But is that not? Going, 
that's not on the agenda for the owners about an extension no. team. And I, okay, all right. I think well, if Green Bay can get it, you know, I'm just still hoping that Boise. Boise's a fast-growing city. You know, we might be able to get the Boise something, but we don't. But they have pro football in New Orleans, which is pretty close to where you grew up. Talk about going back, starting with your hometown all around you as a quarterback for the first time. Well, obviously the ticket situation, hopefully he has that taken care of. I was very lucky. I was married at the time. So Kerry was the ticket broker. My wife handled all that. I didn't need to worry about it. But for me, it might have been different, Jordan. I had come from the Saints. I was there for six years. And so I, I was much more of a probably a deeper emotional tie. Uh, Kyle, on the other hand, you know, he didn't, he didn't have that relationship, I guess, with the Cardinals that I, I have with the Saints. So, but there's no doubt he's going to be extremely excited. When you, anytime you go home, he was a fantastic high school quarterback. I believe the number one ranked high school quarterback in the country when he came out of high school. Yep. So he's going to, listen, you're going to want to play so good, especially if family's there and for your team. Listen, when you're 0 and 2, I promise you, and you know this, it has, the last two weeks for the Panthers has probably felt like two months. When you go through <laughs> any type of, some sort of losing, it feels like, oh my gosh, will we ever win a game? That starts to creep in your mind, and that's just a terrible feeling. So there's going to be Adam incentive for him just to play well to get that win, but also to do it in his hometown. You're exactly right. And again, I, I just as you were saying that, I was emailing all the NFL owners trying to get the ball rolling on uh, pro football in Boise. So stay tuned for that, Jake. Last last thing I got is Greg Olson. Is Kyle Allen have any better best friend this game than Greg Olson, who facing the Cardinals, who've already given up a lot of yards to tight ends? I'd be throwing the ball to Greg Olson every chance I had as my security blanket. What about you? Um, buddy, I would tell Greg, and I know he doesn't, I know Greg probably knows the offense, if not better than the quarterbacks, probably the second best on the team. Um, I would make sure Greg knows, Hey buddy, be ready. I'm coming to you. You have, you have to be my security blanket. And I don't think Greg would mind that. Uh, I, he seems like the type that would probably relish in that. Yeah. He's going to enjoy that for sure. But all right. So, I'm going to head off. I'm going to sign off. I'm going to get ready to go call the game. You enjoy your week off. All right. And then I'll see you in a couple weeks out uh, for the Hall of Honor, man, face to face. It'll be great. Looking forward to it. I cannot wait to listen on Sunday. You're going to do fantastic. You're going to have to carry uh, Mick Mixon and Zoki. I promise you that because, listen, they can bring down a booth. I'll tell you what. Well, it's unbelievable how you have to kind of. I got you broad know, shoulders. I got. Okay. I got broad shoulders, Jake. All right. See you you, you do because you bench pressed uh, uh, more than Terrell Suggs at the combine, so you're right. 28, 28 versus 19, but who, who's counting? So strong. <laughs>